0: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: This edition of Locked On Redskins is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Visit MyBookie.ag today. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Redskins. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hicks. And today we're going into our first ever scouting reports on Redskins players. Now, you guys, I put up a poll last week, including players from, one player from offensive side of the ball, one player from defensive side of the ball that you guys wanted me to review for the scouting report. You guys chose Kendall Fuller by 1%. He beat out Monte Nicholson and Zach Brown by 1%. So Kendall Fuller be the first guy we jump into, and then later in the pile we're going to jump into Brandon Sheriff, because he, he won by like an overwhelming amount. I think he got like 60% of the votes, so... I will break down Brandon Sheriff's season and Kendall Fuller's season on today's pod. So without fur- further ado, let's jump into Kendall Fuller and his season. Now let's preface this talk with Kendall Fuller on where he was last year at this point. Now last year, he was a rookie third-round pick who definitely had his struggles. Like, he was not at all a great player last year. He it was kind of his first year in the slot, and you could see he was a little unfamiliar with the role. He played a lot of outside corner at VT, and actually a lot of free safety. They were, They would rotate him back there, and on like third and long situations. So he was used to like free safety, outside corner rolls, and it was kind of a big change for him. It was a big adjustment to going against elite NFL talent. You know, he had to go against like Stephon Diggs last year who just completely toasted him. Cole Beasley, he had a lot of trouble with Cole Beasley. And this year he's really coming to his own. So we've seen a big jump in play from Kendall Fuller of last year to Kendall Fuller of this year. And to kind of preface this again, let's go, I'm going to go back to what he what he like did at VT and what his flaws were there and where he's kind of improved now. I don't know how familiar you guys are with VT's defense and VT's defensive scheme, but they have a really, really unique and weird concept that I i don't know if it's what it's called around college football, but I call it the bump and trail concept, where basically whenever VT is blitzing, which is like all the time, Bud Foster and Frank Beamer, when he was there, they love blitzing. And their, their main idea of blitzing was basically, we're going to blitz all of our linebackers, all of our defensive alignment, and our corners are going to do this bump and trail technique. And what bump and trail is, is they line up in press man coverage at the line of scrimmage. And essentially, they, they get a hand on the receiver. They bump them like they, like they usually do on, on jam coverage. And instead of running with the receiver, they're always trailing the receiver on the inside hip. Now, the, the good thing with that, that it works in college football, is when you're trailing a receiver on the inside hip, you're making the college quarterback, whoever it is, it's like a Pittsburgh quarterback, a Syracuse-type quarterback, they have to make an outstanding throw to the outside shoulder. Which many college quarterbacks can't make, even guys who are gonna be pro prospects like a Sean Watson type. That's a hard throw to make right there. And it's a very it's a very unique scheme for college football that works. So it it makes it a really hard throw that college quarterbacks need to throw, but it also leads to a lot of defensive pass interference, because if the quarterback underthrows it, throws a back shoulder, the cornerback is not taught to get his head around. He's basically taught to play the inside hip, and the second that ball is in the receiver's hands, smack at the ball in his hands. It's a very Get off the field, third down type of play, and rely on your blitz. And it definitely leads to a lot of penalties and a lot of problems at VT. But VT has been a top 15 defense for the last 20 years. So clearly it works in college because, again, quarterbacks can't make that throw. And then another thing that VT does is they always have a free safety rolling over the top. So essentially, the corner is told to get beat. That way, you can bait the quarterback into making a really hard throw with a free safety rolling over the top. It leads to a lot of turnovers. And that's why VT has been so successful. I think they're number one the last 20 years in turnovers forced in college football, so that is another big reason. But it's really hard to translate that game into the NFL. That's why you you've seen kind of a drop off in play from elite Virginia Tech corners to the NFL. That's why you know Kyle Fuller, who plays with Bears now, has not been as good as he was at VT. D'Angelo Hall has not been as good as he was at VT. Anton Exum had to convert to safety once he got to the pros because it's really hard to adjust from that bump and bump and run or game. At VT and turn it into a strength at the next level. So it's really tough for quarterbacks to do that. And Kendall Fuller this year has definitely turned it around. Now, my two big factors why I think Kendall Fuller has kind of improved a lot. One is confidence, which I will say he is infinitely more confident this year. You can tell just by what he's doing. He's, lining, he's like has this like swagger when he lines up across from a receiver where he knows the receiver is not going to beat him. He's standing tall. He's looking the receiver in the face. He's getting hands on them. He's playing really well, and it's it's great seeing his confidence. And you can see he's more familiar with the role now. In the slot for his second year, he's playing excellent in that spot, and I think that is a big reason why. It's just that experience from one year to the next. He's a fast learner, as you can tell, and it is really helping. And the second one, I think it, Torian Gray is having a big effect on his game. If you guys don't know who Torian Gray is, he is our new defensive backs coach. He was Kendall Fuller's Stevens back coach in college. So again, I think that adds to Fuller's confidence, having a coach that believes in him, having a coach who was there for him when he was there all throughout college, coming in here and working with him you know, specifically. And it's probably been a big reason why Fuller has made that big jump in confidence and big jump in play is Torian Gray's coaching and Torian Gray's familiarity with Kendall Fuller. But to jump into some of the things he's been doing great this year, the number one thing I've noticed compared to last year is he is getting his head around. And like I said, that bump and trail technique, you never get your head around. You basically just stare at the receiver's hands. The second that ball touches their hands, you smack it out. And it works for VT. No chance in hell it works in the pros, though, because quarterbacks can make those outstanding throws. And receivers have strong enough hands to where if you hit the ball, once they catch it, they're, they're going to still catch it. You know, we saw it with Stephon Diggs last year against Fuller. He had no chance against Diggs. And this year, Fuller is really getting his head around, and that's why he's been able to make three picks. I think two of his three picks have been where he's just running side, like stride for stride with the receiver and he gets his head around the ball, hits him right in the chest. He's been doing excellent with that, and that's it's a big reason why his play has escalated this year for sure is just getting his head around. That's a big thing for corners nowadays, and it's been great for him. Another thing, he's playing way more physical at the line of scrimmage. Last year, again, he was not used to playing in the slot, so he would never really get his hands on the receivers. He would kind of just barely hit them and let them go and basically give slot receivers a free release. You learn quickly in the NFL. You cannot give slot receivers a free release. They are the little guys. They're the super quick guys. If you give them a free release they are going to kill you. and But if you get a hand on them and you adjust their route, then they are not as dominant and they cannot beat you because they are the quick, short routes. if you get a hand on them and, and throw off that route, that route is not going to be as effective. So he's been looking great there. I think he's established himself this year as a very elite zone slot corner. I don't think he's elite yet as a man corner. I think he's very good. But when he is a slot corner, because again, at VT, he played a lot of free safety, a lot of like, off-man, outside corner, so you, he could read the ball, he could read quarterback's eyes, and he looks great at that, but when he's sitting in a zone in the slot, and he's able to read the, the quarterback's eyes, and he's able to attack the ball, that's when he's at his best, and you saw in the Seahawks game, he read Russell Wilson like a book, jumped that route perfectly, made a great play on the ball, and, you know, he was able to finish the pick, and it was, a, it was an amazing play, it was a great pick that Fuller made, but that's because that, he's so comfortable in zone. Now, to go over what he is in man, He has great hips and great movement skill. Like, he's able to flip his hips really well. That's why he's so effective in the slot. I think if he was a little stiffer, the Redskins would actually have to play him outside corner. But because he has those elite hips and great fluidity in his motion, he can play in the slot and he can move with the best. He can move with Cole Beasley. He can move with Randall Cobb. Like, those kind of slot receivers. He can move with them really well because he has athleticism. He has that movement. Now, weaknesses, he does get caught looking in the backfield a little too much. Now, I think that does come with confidence again, and I, I would rather have a confident guy who's peaking a little too much than have a you know a guy who's not as confident and he's just kind of staring down a receiver. But he does peak a little bit because he's confident in his ability. He's confident to jump routes, and, he, and he's really confident in that stuff. But when you play against a stud like slot receiver, you can't be peaking too much. you got to know where your receiver's at, and I'm not saying a lot of the plays last week were on him, but definitely some of them were where he just got caught peaking and big plays happened. So that, that's the one, one thing that he's definitely had as a flaw this year. He gets a little tentative coming up to tackle in the run game. I don't expect my slot corn to be a bruiser and be a guy who's gonna come up and crush someone, but he does get a little bit tentative when he's in the run game, which is fine. I don't again, I don't really want him diving into the backfield, crushing running backs. Just just set the edge a little harder. But again, that, that's just a that's just nitpicking at this point. And another kind of nitpick is he has a really weird kind of backpedal. He's standing up straight most of the times, which does I think it hinders his ability to flip and run with receivers so that's just something to keep an eye on I don't think it's again I don't think it's a huge flaw a huge thing to, to note but overall if we're just going to overall on his game, his ability to come back from that ACL injury in college and switching basically switching positions in the pro has been outstanding. I mean he has come from an outside free safety corner with an ACL injury who has a, who does a bump and trail technique at you know basically a broken quarter cornerback system in college. To come to the pros and be the stud slot corner that he has been this year is just an outstanding turnaround for him. So overall, Kendall Fuller's year has been great. I think Pro Football Focus has him as like one of the top corners in the NFL. I don't think like top 10, but like top 20 corner in the NFL. And he really has played that way. So Kendall Fuller has been great this year. I, I had a blast going back and watching him. And he is definitely a bright spot on this team. And I think he will continue to be a bright spot on this team the rest of the year and for future years to come. Now before we get into Brandon Sheriff and his breakdown... You guys know, ever since I started this podcast, people ask me for betting advice, and again, I try my best, so I'm going to give you guys two games to bet on this week, and since this is a Redskins podcast, you know I'm bringing up the Redskins. The New Orleans Saints are 7.5 point favorites in New Orleans against Washington. Now, typically, I would probably lean with New Orleans on this one, because again, New Orleans is the best team in football right now. The Redskins are still a little injured, and they're going to New Orleans, but this Redskins team is different. They are playing a lot different this year than they have in most years, and You know what? I I believe in this team. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I think Redskins will cover. I don't know if they're going to win. I think I said on the podcast the other day, I think I see the Saints winning like 34-28, which would be a six-point win. I see the Redskins covering, so I would put my money on the Redskins in that game. And then another game I have, Philadelphia is only a three-point favorite over Dallas. Now again, Dallas is without Tyron Smith, without Zeke Elliott, and without Sean Lee. So I would put all my money on Philly in that game. I think Philly just rolls them up. I don't think Dallas is a good team without those three players. So put your money on Philadelphia and Washington this week. And remember, guys, put your money on mybookie.ag. They have been the business for years. Their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so right off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payout. Seriously, guys, just two business days. I would only recommend a, ser- a service like this to my listeners that have been good to me. And you guys have been excellent to me so far. And I love it. This is my 28th episode, and you guys have been excellent for me. So join now in mybookie will match your deposit with up to 100% bonus. Use the promo code locked on to activate your offer. Visit myboogie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. Now to jump into the offensive player evaluation. I'm actually shocked that you guys picked the offensive lineman. I don't know how, I didn't know how many guys would actually be interested in hearing a scouting report on offensive linemen. I love offensive linemen personally. i played offensive line through all of Little League. I know, I'm, I mean, I, w- I never played in high school, obviously. I'm I'm five foot nine, 130 pounds. Like, there's no chance I could have played offensive line even in high school. But I love offensive line. I think it's my favorite position. I know the basics of the position, and I really respect what those guys do. I understand not getting not getting appreciated. So I do love watching offensive line, even though I not I might not be the best evaluator of them. But Brandon Sheriff, man, let's just preface this again: The Redskins took a guard top five, and it's funny because I was telling my dad that year. I went to him. When I was at the very beginning of the year when the Redskins were just sucking like always. I said. There's this big tackle out of Iowa. I don't know what the Redskins are going to do with him, but I know they're taking that guy. I know. And then when came draft time, I said, I told you they're taking this guy. <laughs> I knew he was going. But a big, mean guard taken fifth overall by the Redskins. And I love that pick. He has been excellent. So just to go with his strengths throughout the season. I mean, he is probably the best guard in the NFL in space. That's why the Redskins have such an effective screen game. It's not all Trent Williams. When, when Sheriff pulls and he's in front of the running back, his combination of athleticism, strength, and just being downright mean is brutal to you know especially defensive backs too defensive backs don't want anything to do with him you don't know how many times you see Demons defensive back on their back with sheriff barely touching them because they just don't want anything to do with Brandon sheriff he is that scary in open field he is gr- he is a great motor great speed for an offensive lineman and he just plows guys over he is not afraid of killing you and like i said super athletic and the big thing too with screen game blocking which the Redskins have really well. I think they have, th- in my opinion, they have three of the best screen game offensive linemen in the NFL with Brandon Sheriff, Trent Williams, and Spencer Long. That They're all very athletic, but they all take really great angles to who they're blocking. You know, you're, like a big problem with offensive linemen when they're, when they're blocking in the screen game, why they miss blocks, why guys get free rushes at the at this guy catching the ball on the screen is because they take poor angles and they don't account for the defensive back's speed. Where Sheriff, Long, and Trent Williams they know what kind of angles to take. They understand what they're doing, and they know who to take out on the play, which is perfect. That, that's why the Redskins have the best screen game in football. That's why they're averaging 9 yards per catch on screen games or whatever that crazy stat is. So that that by far is Sheriff's best ability. And also, I think he might be the best run-blocking guard in the NFL. Now, straight up, he's not as good as like guys like Zach Martin and stuff like that if you're just asking him to block straight up and be a zone blocker. But if you're pulling him, getting him in space or you're having him on the move and he is blocking somebody, there is nobody in the NFL better than him. He finds work, he kills you, he is the meanest dude ever. To kind of go with that mean streak and all that stuff, he finishes almost every block he starts. Now, again, he puts that strength into use, gets his hands right inside on the shoulder pads, and he drives you into the ground. And, you know, even some players, he has the strength where he literally picks them up and just throws them and moves on to the next one. I mean, he, he makes sure... The guy he is blocking is in the ground. And that sets a tone for an offense. sets a tone for an offensive line. Teams know when you're going against this offensive line that Brandon Sheriff, Trent Williams, whatever, but Brandon Sheriff especially is going to put you in the dirt when he's blocking you. You could be a 320-pound nose tackle. You're going to end up on your back by the end of the play. And that's what they know. They understand that. So when the Redskins run to Sheriff's side, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for that big hole because Sheriff puts a guy on his back. That's why when you see key runs, the Redskins tend to run towards Sheriff instead of running towards Trent Williams, which is actually kind of weird to think because, again, Trent Williams is perhaps the best left tackle in the last five years in the NFL. Trent Williams is a beast. But Brandon Sheriff, he gets that push in the run game. He is the best run-blocking guard in the NFL. I will stamp by that. And that is also why I say he is a mean player because when you finish plays like him, and you, it's just it just gives you a rep of being mean across the NFL. When you are finishing plays, that's what you look for in offensive linemen that's what you draft. That's why you draft a guy like that fifth overall because he might be a guard, but he sets a tone for your offense. He sets a tone for your whole offensive line that scares players across the league. So that's why it's so important to finish blocks, so important to be a mean player like that. Again, his hand his hand usage and hand placement is actually very good too for a guard when he's blocking guys who like guys who are really elite players like Fletcher Cox and stuff like that where he can't really get in space against them. The only way you can win is getting his hands inside and using his strength. And that's what he does. He doesn't have the best pass set. He doesn't have any of that stuff, really. But when he gets his hands inside on any guy, it's hard for them to win because, again, he has that elite strength where he is just a mauler inside. So if he gets his hands inside of you, you have no chance, and that's something that he has worked to perfect, and that's why he's really made a big jump in this pass blocking game. My last big positive that I have with Brandon Sheriff, I know I've been going on, but, I mean, he's basically an all-pro caliber player at this point. But the last little big point I have with Brandon Sheriff is he's always looking for work. And that was something I've been taught since I was a little kid. Since I played, you know, center when I was eight years old. It's, if you don't know where the play is going, you don't know whatever, just go hit somebody. And Brandon Sheriff does that perfect. When people aren't lined up across from him, he doesn't just get content. He doesn't just sit in his little area when he's pass blocking. He goes and hits the guy that Spencer Long's blocking from the side. He goes and hits the guy that Morgan Moses is blocking. When he's in the run game, if he doesn't find you know, linebacker where he's supposed to block, the linebacker takes the wrong angle or something like that, he moves on to the safety and he kills the safety. That That's what Brandon Sherratt brings to the table. He will always find work. There was never going to be a play where he sits out. There's never going to be a play where he's not hitting somebody. And that's what separates a guy like him from being, you know, a good pro or a pro bowl level guy to being an all pro. It's finding work, being mean, finishing blocks. And that's what Brandon Sherratt brings to the table, and that's why he is, a perennial all pro for this Redskins team. Now before we jump into the very few negatives of Brandon Sheriff's game, and again he is an all pro player, so there's not gonna be many negatives when it comes to Brandon Sheriff, I just want to remind you guys, please rate review and subscribe on iTunes. I appreciate every single review that you guys leave. I look at all of them, so be a little nice when you're going on there. But but guys, I again I appreciate all the reviews so far. You guys have been great. Just leave your Twitter handle, your name in the review, so I know who to congr- who do thank when they when they leave me a review and again it's locked on Redskins on iTunes leave me a review guys
0: is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy either way join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: Now to jump into the very few flaws of this perennial All-Pro, and I'm going to continually call him that because I think he will be an All-Pro in the next couple of years if he stays healthy. And that is kind of one flaw that I'm going to go with. I'm not going to say it's a big flaw, but this year he has run into his fair share of health problems that knee issue might be a big issue. So it's not really a flaw on him. It's just, you know, if his body can hold up with the style of play he does, it hasn't really been a problem in the past, so I'm not really going to dwell on that. I do think this knee injury is a little more severe than what we're le- like, what he's letting on. I think he's going to have to work on it in the offseason. But, you know, I'm, I'm fine. If he's toughing it out again, it just proves again what, what kind of player he is, the kind of mean... Culture type player that he is in his locker room and I just want him locked up for the long term anyway but you know that, that's not really going with flaws I'm just saying that he has an injury that he needs to work on one kind of big flaw he does he does overset and get too aggressive in pass pro and that's what I think makes him not as elite as a pass protector as some other guys he just anticipates where the guy's going to go and then attacks there which when it's fine when you're going against lesser defensive linemen but when you're going against a guy like like even like Jernigan for the Eagles, or you're going against Fletcher Cox for the Eagles as well, David Irving when he plays inside. Guys like that, you're going to get beat. They, they have the quickness, and they're more laterally quick than Sheriff. I mean, that's kind of what it is. They're going to beat him inside if he oversets and he's too aggressive. And I think most of Sheriff's flaws come in his over-aggressiveness. And I would, again, I'd rather have a guy who is way too aggressive than a guy who is too passive, but it's definitely a flaw. You can, you can always be too aggressive. You have to know when to attack and when to sit back and block. And I think that is definitely a big problem with Sheriff at this point in his career. It's not something that's not fixable, but he does get way too aggressive. And most of the times that he gets beat is mainly because he is too aggressive in, you know, especially in pass pro. Because in pass pro, you're supposed to sit back, you wait for your guy to engage, and that's when you re-engage and you push him back, right? In very basic terms, I'm not going to go deep into O-line evaluation right here because I don't want to bore all you guys. That's essentially what pass blocking is. Now, if you're coming out of your stance on pass block, you're going to get beat quickly because the guy's goal is to get straight back behind you. His goal is not to beat you to a spot where a running back's going and pass pro. In pass pro, the guy rushing knows exactly where a quarterback's going to be. He knows exactly where he needs to be. So if you're attacking off of the snap and you are missing badly, it's bad news to your quarterback. And he has missed badly with some of his strikes. And that is definitely one flaw that he has is those whiff blocks. He whiffs on blocks every now and then. It doesn't make him less of a player, it doesn't make him worse of a player, but he does whiff on blocks every now and then, which which a guy shouldn't be doing at this level, but I understand it because again, he is uber aggressive, he wants to kill people, he wants to put them in the dirt. So I completely understand with that, and again, I would rather have a guy who whiffs on blocks every now and then if, if he's putting half the guys he blocks into the dirt. The last little flaw I have here, I don't know if it's just something to do with his injuries, but this year, for sure, he has he has really struggled with guys who are like laterally quick. And it's kind of showed up in the first game of the year against the Eagles, and it also showed up kind of last week. But last week, again, he was kind of injured. So I don't know how much stock to put in that. But whenever he goes against a lateral quick guy who kind of knows the play, he can't really beat them to a spot, which is a little concerning, but I don't think it's a huge flaw. Again, linemen, I I don't expect linemen to beat linebackers and safeties to a spot. I expect them to take perfect angles there. And this year, I think with his knee injury and some other injuries he's been going through, he's had to adjust what kind of angles he takes because it's been... You know, if you take the same angle for your whole career and it always works, then you lose a step. You're still going to take the same angles because it's always worked, but you don't have the speed or the footwork to get there. So I think once he adjusts to this injury or once he recovers from this injury, he'll be right back to his old self with that. But that's all the flaws I got on Brandon Sheriff. Again, he's an all-pro caliber player. Just overall, I mean, I'm so glad the Redskins took this guy, and I really hope they lock him up after the year because he deserves to be in Washington for a long, long time. All right, guys, that is all I have for today for player reviews. I really enjoyed looking back on Kendall Fuller and Brandon Sheriff. I'm going to put up a poll later today on my Twitter account, at Hicks 2 for the next player reviews that you guys want me to do. So be sure to tune in for that. But yeah, Kendall Fuller and Brandon Sheriff, we got two studs there. One is an all-pro caliber player. The other one is a budding star in the slot on the defensive side of the ball. So those guys have been great. I'm glad you guys picked those two players uh, we'll see who I put on next week on this next one. Probably Monte Nicholson will be up there again, so fingers crossed you guys pick him because when I was watching Kendall Fuller, I got super excited when I saw Monte making some plays. So again, be sure to vote on that poll and be sure to rate and review. Subscribe on iTunes to Locked Redskins. I will talk to you guys Monday.
0: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements?